Welcome to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. On today's episode, Ladies of the Chains news, tournament wrap-ups, and a wrap-up of AM Worlds. All right, time to talk, Ladies Disc Golf. Kephart and back with me in the studio. I'm very happy to have Lupe Harada. Lupe, say your name right. Lupe Errada. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've i never been able to roll my R's. It's okay. It's difficult. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we have a little bit of a more relaxed show today for you. Uh, just due to some scheduling things, we just kind of decided to freestyle it here a little bit and uh, kind of update you on some exciting things that we have going on. And also really excited to catch up with our very own Liz Borg Bowman, who was out at AM Worlds and uh, had a conversation with her a little bit earlier today. They're on their way back and it's it's really cool. It was really neat to talk to her and hear about um, her experience and everything that was going on out there. So a uh, couple items of Ladies of the Chains news. First of all, in a couple weeks, we're going to have a couple special guests and I really want to do for that one just an all listener question episode. So please send us your questions, your discussions, uh, topics to ladiesofthechains at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, whatever works for you. Are there any like cool young kid things I'm not thinking of, Lupe? Uh, no, I think that's it for right now. I am pretty old, you know. Yeah, you're like my connection to the young people, even though you're not that much younger <laughs> than I am. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, the other thing that we're really excited about is we are starting a new video series. Uh, If you're like me, when I'm contemplating getting a new disc or maybe I've ordered one, I like want to see what it flies like right away. So I go onto YouTube and I'll search up for the disc that I'm getting and, you know, I'll see some dude that can throw like... 500 internet feet or whatever and that's helpful like honestly that's like not bad um it's not all bad and sometimes even there'll be like some pro women out there throwing which is also really helpful but I thought it'd be cool to do a series of what intermediate women do with these discs uh with our arm speed so we are going to be uh doing a video series called Lupe and Becca throw discs (laughs) where we throw um a mold that each of us bag so excited working on that hopefully this first one will turn out still figuring out cameras and maybe using some better cameras but we'll figure it all out Um, I'm just really excited about the concept and I think it's gonna work out really good so that's what we've got going on so we'll do a little bit of an extended what you've been disking today because why not so Lupe what you got Uh, What I've been disking is a lot more Discmania mid-ranges like uh, I picked up some more MDs, which I'm really, really liking. Uh, They're really comparable to like the Mako 3, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, Super dead straight. I can't Anheuser to save my life, like at all. I just can't do it my... I can't do it on purpose. I'll sure. say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's just a great disc. Super, super nice in tunnel shots. And we have some... Um, I play Rosedale a lot and there's a few spaces where it's kind of tunnely so it really comes in handy for that and I picked up a tournament harp 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the recommendation of a few people. And it's been working out perfectly for me. Um, It's nice and, you know, it's softer than a VIP, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. And I I don't know. It just feels nicer in my hand, a bit grippier. And um, I'm still working on that. We'll see what happens That's interesting. So the tournament, that's a plastic then? Yeah. It's a gold line or I guess like plasma. Okay. Because it's not that clear one. It's like opaque and soft. Okay. Yeah. But it's not like gummy, like yeah, what no, their, like pure line was. Is that the right? No, that's a disc. Like the, yeah. I had a soft, okay. pure something that I liked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if it's like the soft, it might just be the BT soft. Okay. And I'm looking for a harp in that. If anybody has one, let me know because the stores are all out. <laughs> oh man. Or they're all red, and I just You're can't like throw a red disc. Looking for discs that for some reason they're all out of. I, what were you looking for when we were in Emporia? That. They were all out of. I was looking for classic hard wardens okay. without a burst. Oh, that's right. Just a solid color. I mean, I'm not asking for the moon or the sky. <laughs> you know, I'll take white. I, I would much rather have a plain white disc than yeah. a burst purple one. All right. You know, somebody hook up Lupe. Yeah, it's funny. Like when I first started throwing, I had a rock that I, th- I mean, it was like where I was at in my form too, but I just wasn't like too crazy about mid-ranges and especially when I got into throwing gyro like the envy is kind of takes care of that mid-range spot in some ways but then I started throwing uh, the MVP matrix which I think is probably I don't know I haven't thrown other companies in so long. <laughs> I don't even know anymore for me it's like a little bit overstable for sure it's definitely overstable okay. like it has more fade than my other mid-range and i I've decided that's like the most important disc in my bag because again for where we're at kind of as intermediate women or whatever we have a lot of upshots oh yeah and so on you know like a hole where let's say I've got 200 feet to the basket like that's going to be my go-to yeah and then I also throw the axiom theory which is understable and that thing is so magical and to your point like even beyond upshots, I throw them more off the tee when I have a tunnel. Like those are just magic. They're so great. Yeah, same. If I'm going to do something, an upshot, anything, it's probably going to be a harp. It's yeah. either backhand oh, or yeah. forehand harp. Oh, like yeah. I, if I deviate from that, it's yeah. just a Sarek. And so, it's, so is your MD like, are you finding those to be more overstable than the harps or less? Oh, definitely less. Okay. Yeah, because if you go just numbers, I know that numbers aren't the right, end all right, be all, right. but it's a... What is it? A three, a four, three, four, zero, zero. Okay. Something along those oh, gosh, lines. Okay. And a harp is a three overstable. Okay. So it's like overstable. A harp is nice and beefy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask a question about how do you feel about MVP finally putting flight numbers on their discs? Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's really interesting because, you know, like some of the disc selling online places had kind of given them numbering systems but I think what's really dope about it is like I'm finding it to be totally how I would have numbered them which I think is really interesting yeah like they it's neat to have it so you can compare and so you can just kind of know but for me it's kind of like aha I knew it you know like (laughs) you're vindicated (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like it's just kind of interesting Um, Because, yeah, I know there's arguments about, like, how important those flight numbers are. And still, like, my favorite quote in the whole wide disc golf world that I'm going to say again is uh, the one that Nova said on this very podcast the first time I interviewed her. 
that the measure of a disc's usefulness is what it does when I throw it. And I like chant that to myself all the time when I feel really dumb, when I'm like using a high-ish speed driver for a, a flick shot that's only going to go 100 <laughs> feet because that's like it works and that's all I've got right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the numbers seem to be really consistent. And yeah, it's just they're nice to have. So you at least kind of have an idea of what yeah. it's going to do. And I agree. I think it's it's one of those things where you know in the back of your mind that they're arbitrary. Yeah. But when I'm looking at discs, I'm like, oh, there's no way I can throw this 13 speed. Like, yeah, it may feel nice in my hand, but I know that it's going to be too much for me. Yeah. So I think that's one of the main things that has kept me away from disc craft and uh, MVP. I just don't really know how that's going to fly. Yeah. And I don't know that many people who really do throw it. Gotcha. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I have no guidance whatsoever. It, yeah. You know, for, for me, disc golf is more me just yeah. doing doing my own research and maybe talking mm-hmm. to like the guys at DD. Yeah, sure. No, totally. You know, asking them for some guidance. And do you think that like having the flight numbers can also kind of help you know where your form is at and your arm speed is at too? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Because I know that personally nothing in my bag is over a nine speed right because i know anything beyond that it's kind of a moot point like i have other discs that can take care of that same gap and go the exact same distance totally but i feel like it's kind of nice to you know if i have a disc that is like a negative three and i am getting turn on it when i throw it hard i don't know I think it's interesting, like, it, it's just helped me know, like, because there were discs, because again, I have, like, a lot of natural Anheuser in my throw, and there were discs that I was turning over that shouldn't, and they weren't flying very well, but to me, that was kind of helpful to know, okay, this disc has this flight number rating, and it's doing this for me, why, you know? Yeah, no, I agree, it gives you that kind of, it doesn't, it's not dead set rules. It's more right. like bumpers. Right. <laughs> when you go bowling. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, I did throw it too far left. Yeah. Okay, that's my bad. Right. No, totally. Yeah. No, I think it's it's helpful. Um, cool. So for my What You Been This Game, I thought I would share a little bit about my experience last weekend. Not to turn this too much into psychology hour, but um, based on what I've heard from other people, I thought... It'd be good to kind of share my story, and it has like a super happy ending too. So I've struggled with anxiety like my whole life, and it's not like really bad. Like it's kind of like I would describe it sort of like if I'm in a boat and the anxiety is the water, like I can kind of feel it all the time, but I'm usually fine just hanging out in the boat and, you know, I get by and and it's all good. Um, But last Friday night, I had like a legit anxiety attack. Like I just had way too much going on and it was all really good stuff. It was just too much stuff. And I get really excited like the night before tournaments. And again, it's all good. I'm not necessarily like freaked out that I'm going to suck or anything like that. I'm just really excited to go play. (laughs) It just like knocked me out of the boat, like totally in the water. Like I was just so far gone. Like it's been years since I kind of felt that way. Um, So I didn't get very much sleep that night. I like really struggled to get out of bed, struggled to get in my car, but I was like, I'm just going to drive out there and see what happens because it was a tournament I'd really been looking forward to on a course that I really love. And um, I think part of my anxiety too was because I was playing with four women that I haven't played around with before and two of them I'd never even met. And so like I'm like in like super anxiety land, feeling terrible. Um, It was really hard when I got there to like stay. 
because I had that like fight or flight thing going and I was just like ready to flight. Like I just, I didn't know if I was gonna make it through the round. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna commit to just getting through round one. I'll DNF. It'll be fine. Like just get out of the car. So um, I got out of my car. The tournament directors were super prompt with the players meeting, which was awesome. And we started like super fast. So it like, didn't even give me time to like run away. So that was awesome. And oh my gosh, I had the bestest card ever. Like just the best. It will go down as one of my favorite rounds that I've ever played like in memory because I was wigged out like thought I might have to even walk away after a few holes because I just was spent um but yeah I played with Ashlyn and uh Susie and then a couple out of towners Melissa and Savannah and they were just awesome it was so fun I mean you've played with Susie and, oh yeah and Susie before. Susie and Ashlyn are both a blast oh my gosh just the best and it was really fun I actually played really well which didn't surprise me because I had already decided I was going to TNF so like <laughs> it took the pressure off kind of tied for one of my highest rated rounds um and it all worked out fine uh, Scott and Derek, the tournament directors, were super cool about me DNFing. I'd never DNF'd at a t- tournament before, so now I've done that. And now I know what that's like, you know? So it was a really good learning experience. And, like, I'm way better now. Everything's good. Um, all the, like, good stress is, like, done. <laughs> uh, and I'm super excited for our next tournament this Saturday, the Raymore Rumble. Yes. Yes. Maverick Disc Golf. Yeah, I'm Martin. super excited. Good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the first time, because I haven't been playing tournaments that long, this is the first repeat tournament that I've had. Really? Yeah, like it's a different time of year than it was last year, but oh, it'll yeah. be at the same course. And I have not ever played a tournament at the exact same course twice. What? Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? It's really, really like, weird. I played um, the Spring FIVA two years in a row, but obviously totally different courses. Yeah, no, for sure. I played the Rosedale Cup, but again... Uh, Diva Fiva was like a different layout so yeah yeah, I've never done it before but I love Recreation Park like it's a pretty easy course relatively for sure and it's pretty short but it's like super attackable it's just really laid back a bunch of our friends are going to be there it's gonna be really cool it should be a lot of fun I'm just gonna have to make sure I watch out for like strollers and people yeah, jogging and true. riding their bikes and children on razor yeah, scooters and it is kind of a busy it's park. it's a busy park yeah i worry a little sometimes <laughs> when i throw and i'm there and i'm like i just can't well, it's good to like pay attention and be concerned and, stuff. <laughs> and like last year and we'll see what happens this year last year it was super windy and that oh, was yeah. my first time ever playing in the wind and it was a disaster <laughs> so i'm really excited to like go back knowing what I know now and have that growth and stuff. It should be really, really fun. Make sure you bring extra socks. Remember, they have creaks. Oh, yeah. No, it was super wet last year. My disc, like, slid off the edge. Like, it stopped, but it just said, no, I want to go swimming. Yeah, definitely. So that'll be kind of nice that it's August. It'll probably be a little warmer than it was (laughs) last year. In October. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, very good. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, my conversation with Liz Borg-Bowman. Looking for the perfect disc golf disc to take your game to the next level? Ladies First Disc Golf makes the disc selection process easy with an inventory of women's friendly discs. Ladies First Disc Golf wants to make sure you are looking and feeling great on the course. Jazz up your disc golf wardrobe with a large selection of apparel items for women disc golfers chosen and designed by women's disc golfers. At Ladies First Disc Golf, the ladies always come first. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com for all of your women's disc golf disc apparel and accessory needs 
Liz, it's so good to hear from you. Congratulations on completing another amateur world championship. I thank you very much. It actually was an accomplishment to finish. Yeah. I think it was a it was a test of wills to be sure. Definitely. And how many uh, worlds have you competed in now? Uh, this was my second. Okay. Um, last year I competed in amateur masters forty plus. Okay. And this year I competed in advanced women. Awesome. So that was uh, a step up, I think. Sure. In both the size of the pool and um, the the level of competition, there was I think uh, a higher ceiling and a lower floor sure. compared to the amateur masters, where I think there was more of a it was everyone was banded closer together, but you know still definitely some good competition that I saw. Yeah. Very good. So tell us about the North Carolina courses. I know Charlotte's kind of legendary for the woods, right? Right. Um, there were a lot of trees yeah. and I, I think we managed to hit a whole bunch of them, but <laughs> they, they uh, really did a lot of work on the courses. So they looked beautiful. Um, and they were they were fair. It was now if you don't have a forehand or you're not left handed, a lot of those courses you were kinda out of luck or you just needed to make it work. But in my last round I actually did throw a few forehands, including one off the tee, which was it's kind of a hold my beer moment. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> and that one turned out but uh we had uh, a couple of uh, observers during that round. Uh, one is uh, Russell, who's a course designer for Innova. Oh, cool. And then, jo- and then George Sappenfield, who's one of the pioneers of disc golf mm-hmm. and helped design the very first competitive disc golf course cool. in the baskets, which was very cool. And as I was looking at a certain lie that I had, trying to figure out what I was going to do. You know, I think I'm going to throw a forehand here. Everybody, this could be the first and last one, but (laughs) it actually ended up parked. So then when we were on the tee pad for a different hole, uh, the course designer said, well, if I were going to throw this, I'd probably throw a flick. Well, that's the worst that could happen. And it actually turned out okay. when, When a course designer gives you that hint, right. it seems like it's worth, you know, it seemed like it was worth a try. Awesome. Um, some other cool things that they did with the courses, yeah. they have, they have these minis made with arrows on them and they had those orange minis nailed to trees all over the place to point you in the direction of the next oh, tee yeah. or the next hole. And they also had other minis that had uh, distances in hundreds, so 100 feet, 200 feet, 300 feet. And they had those nailed on trees so you'd know how many feet it was to the next basket. Cool. Very good. So inquiring minds want to know, can you just uh, describe what you got in your player packs? Sure. Um, We got mostly discs. Okay. um, But there, I think, most people agree that the um, most exciting disc that we got was one of the MVP prototype discs, yeah. and it has a really um, 
sort of old fashioned uh, picture commemorative yeah. photo of Charlotte. And um, those were probably the most popular. There were, there was a buzz, um, a couple of things. A couple of prime cutters from Latitude 64 and DD. There was an explorer from Latitude. Um, and a legacy disc. The one that I got was like gold, a gold fairway driver or something like that. It was actually kind of cool looking. And then awesome. we all got a silver... Uh, destroyer that was bottom stamped with a, a world championships logo and we had the opportunity to take those to the innova factory yeah. and do a hot stamp to get the top stamp on it cool so can you tell us a little bit more about visiting the uh innova factory because you were actually on the pdga instagram on one of their photos Ooh. doing your hot stamp <laughs> And I know that was kind of a special <laughs> yeah. thing for the players to get a chance to go check out the warehouse there. Right. Um, so they had um, they had a trophy room. I think it was the Rock Trophy Room. So mm-hmm. it was just a little area that had a whole bunch, every possible rock that has ever been made oh, wow. and that has won a tournament. But we were in a big hurry because that, first day we had been dealing with a torrential downpour right. and rain and that slowed us down so we almost didn't make it to Innova yeah. um but we uh, got there and got to do the hot stamp which was slightly different from the hot stamping machine at dynamic disc yeah from my recollection so I screwed it up the first time <laughs> uh felt a little silly like no you gotta press it in and hold it um but that was neat, and it just so happened that Bob Carey, who's one of the photographers, was there, so he yeah. took pictures of us doing that. Very cool. And and then we got to, they gave us a map, and it just mapped out what kinds of discs were where, like, okay, this section is the star, over here are the DX, okay. here's the champion plastic, so I think I took a picture, there were at least six or eight boxes of champion turns. And all I could think is Matthew Jenkins, Christian Paul, <laughs> check this out. Yeah, right. Um, awesome. So we just got to wander around and you could go digging through the boxes and find that exact color and sure. weight of every possible disc. Wow. Cool. And we were just free to do that. That's awesome. Did you? So did you get any non-disc items in your player packs of note? Oh, yeah. Um... We got a Discraft Buzz Towel, those kind of waffle uh, textured ones that are great for wiping up grass yeah. and stuff like that. And let's see, we got kind of a little folder for holding your scorecard. There were um, some certificates, like a card for 40% off Adidas Terex shoes. Yeah. Um, there was a buy one, get one for 50% off coupon from another round disc golf store, mm-hmm. which is a local store that has a little bar with taps. So oh, another cool. round has a double meaning. Right, right. Right. Um, and there was a water bottle from DD, mm-hmm. uh, a therm, right, Tempercraft, um, 
32-ounce um, stainless steel insulated water bottle, and we all got a hat. Cool. It's an Adidas hat that's kind of cloth and has the 2018 PDGA Amateur World Championships uh, logo on it, which was, to me, my favorite thing because it's something that we can all wear and have that to show that, hey, we did this, and we didn't have that last year. Awesome. Oh, and when we went to the Fly Mart, uh, Innova was handing out free dry fit shirts. So we all oh. got a free dry fit shirt. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk a little bit about the Fly Mart? I know that's like one of the highlights for a lot of people when they go out to Worlds. Right. Um, well, I will say, I think they needed to have a bigger space gotcha. because there were way more people right. in that tiny little room than could fit. So um, I'd say that. The new prototypes coming out from Axiom were yeah. a big deal. Like they, they brought them out and they were sold out in about 10 minutes. I'm sure. And right before we got there, they got a few more or they mm-hmm. got a few more boxes in. So uh, we had Thomas Ostashevsky yeah. had uh, given MK some money to pick him up about five of them. Oh, so wow. he was awesome. able to complete that mission oh wow that's fantastic yeah so and elaine king was there and it was cool to talk to her about the transition from this craft to mvp mm-hmm. and despite and i asked her specifically which aspect of the transition had been most challenging for her and she said it was her putters Sure. Getting used to the putters has been has been challenging, but that overall she's still really happy mm-hmm. with the change that she made and is really enjoying being part of the team. So she was there leaving the those prototypes around to let people know that there were more and she was very sweet to talk to. Very cool. And so with that, um, I know you're on several different cards throughout all the rounds. So can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about your cards and the women that you got to meet? Sure. Um, I would say in six rounds, there are only two women that I played with um, more than one. Sure. So um, there, there was definitely a, a good variety. And that was what, another reason I wanted to play in FA1 was in a pool of 56 there was bound to be some more variety like that yeah. and in the first round um, at Chagas which is a shorter and more technical course um, while we were playing our first hole the skies opened up and it was turned into a monsoon right. and for a relatively flat course there was like water up to our ankles by the second hole already and it was pretty ridiculous Mm. um i had instead of packing all the rain gear that i brought with me believed the radar that other people were looking at so i did not have enough towels i did not have my rain jacket (laughs) all the things that could have spared me that rookie playing in the rain experience were completely completely unavailable and useless so i um yeah had just the typical 
round in the rain where nothing is dry. And even after it stops raining, everything is soaked, so you still don't have a grip. Right. Um, and my, my problem, I don't throw far, but when I do get good throws, it, some of it has to do with my grip. Sure. So when you don't have a grip, you got yeah. nothing. Yeah. So um, the, the range of scores on our card, I had uh, Ashley, who's, who was a local. Mm-hmm. She's very cool. And she shot a 61, which nice. the highest score or the best score was a 60. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Valerie Mondahano was mm-hmm. one of the women that shot 60 yeah. in that first round. And we had someone with a 61 and some others. I was DFL on the card with a, or almost DFL with my 74. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also played with Jordan. She and her sister and father are from Vancouver, oh, British cool. Columbia. Awesome. And she was sweet. She had little uh, bags of Canadian cheesies, which are like Cheetos. Nice. She said were like crack. So obviously that's how they're financing, that's how they're financing their trip is like they're cheesy dealers. That's awesome. You know, the first, the first one's free. Um, um, but they actually had gone to the TUNI in Finland. Oh, wow. Which I, I would have liked the chance to talk to her more about that. Um, but uh, she, I think her sister made, she and her sister both made the semifinals. Cool. Just cool, but they they were a lot of fun. Also, got to play with Audrey from Madison, um, who's very funny and upbeat, and really um, and enjoyed playing with her. Anna here was friends with her. Oh, cool. Um, I also got to give a shout out to Anna here, yeah. who uh, drove me, helped drive me around along with Michael Krieger. Yeah. Um, so. I really appreciated that. And Anna, by the way, won the skill shot, yes. the edge skill shot competition. Got that. first place in that. That's super cool. And poison putting. So good on her for that. Yeah. Um, but my other cards, um, after the first round, we got shuffled more by score, but there was still a variety um, of skill levels and different courses played to different strengths, sure. I think. So, right. Um, yeah, but I played with women from North Carolina, Tennessee, New Jersey, Utah, um, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, yeah. pretty much all over. But I think the Vancouver was the farthest away. Yeah, yeah, that's really fantastic. Yeah. It adds to that real so you know, we, world championship. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really enjoyed each group that I played with and we all had, each one had a little different energy, um, but, but it was always a good experience. No matter. And I, I think I stayed pretty positive even when things were, were a struggle and, but that's what you got to do. And I think, I think it helped. Yeah. So other people, other people appreciate it when you can stay positive, even when you're in the muck. Yeah, I love it. All right. So what would you say was either your best moment or your favorite thing that happened while you were at Worlds? Wow. Um, All right. So 
when we were practicing at Hornet's Nest, um, a gentleman in a, a staff shirt came up to kind of ask what we thought of the courses and our experiences so far. And we, and I introduced myself and he said, I'm Barry. And it, I took a beat and it's like, Barry Schultz? Like, yes. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting Barry Schultz. And because I've really only ever seen him from far away. Right. And so after the players meeting, I had him sign my favorite blizzard beast because oh, cool. he has a signature yep. champion beast. And I've got he said one the literally blizzard... on my wall. <laughs> yep. yep. So he said, yep, that was close enough. And or that, hey, it's a champion beast. He right. would be happy to sign it. Yeah. So a few days later, we were playing Hornet's Nest, where he was the uh, tournament director. And I think he was giving a spotter a break and was spotting on a really long hole. It was at least a par four. So there's a big, long tunnel with lots of tall trees. And I get on the pee pad, and I see he's down there kind of tucked into the trees, watching for us to throw and there was no choice but to throw the blizzard beast that yeah. he had signed. So I threw it, and it did kind of a little S, and it settled in the fairway, and nice. I saw him clapping for me. So, <laughs> That's awesome. So, and, of course, my second shot, I landed off kind of in in the stuff. Yeah. So I then got to do a patent pending uh, <laughs> to get out of that, also in front of Barry Schultz. That so is I'll fantastic. Say that was the very Schultz moment. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yep. And then aside from that, just having um, one of one of our new friends uh, say that I got the award for best dressed at World. <laughs> awesome. so at least my outfits were good. <laughs> I love it. Really, really good stuff. Anything else you want to share with us about your experience? Um. Well, there are a whole lot of good breweries in the Charlotte area. Yeah. So we we made up our minds to get as much as we could out of our time in Charlotte and not just, oh, I have to get I have to go back and get some sleep and maybe I'll do better. Right. right. No, you know what? Forget it. Yeah. We're here. Let's enjoy it. So we got to try lots of good beer without without it being excessive. Right. So right. I, I I would recommend it for that. Awesome. Very good. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. It sounds like you had a great time. Well, thank you for asking. And we're very yep. excited yeah. to get you guys back home here. So have a safe trip. So, we're excited to get home. All right. So, all right. Well, hey, everybody. And just shout out to all the ladies that I met. Um, I really... I think I learned a lot from watching so many different women with different styles of throwing. And I'm definitely starting to work on my forehand. That's going to become a bigger part of my game. I hear you. Wonderful. All right. Well, we'll see you back here soon. All right. Take care. Uh You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're back. So a lot of fun, good information there from Liz. I was really excited to hear about her experience. I love that she had a Barry Schultz moment. (laughs) So cool. 
Um, and something Liz forgot to mention is she won her card in the last round, which is super cool. She shot an 850 round six. So congratulations to Liz. Our buddy Anna also um, that Liz mentioned was out there competing and won the Edge Skills Challenge, which is super, super neat. Um, so definitely congratulations to everybody that participated in am worlds <laughs> it's such a grind man like that's just so many rounds in a week and crazy weather um but thankfully i think it got a little bit better as the week went on so as far as our advanced women's players boy it was a battle it was pretty cool so we had going for it lupe help me out with the names here okay uh valerie and alexis mandujano thank you so i I uh, heard about them last year, I think, was the year that they signed with Innova. Yes. Uh, Lexus is 17 and Valerie is 19. And do you remember you looked up how many Junior uh, World yes. Championships they had? Yeah. Eat bo- one of them had three and the other had two. Yeah. So they they good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Uh, which is, is neat. I mean, um, we're going to see really good things from them. And I tell you, like, we've got some really, really, really good young up and coming players right now. You know, of course, Cynthia Ricciotti comes to mind. Haley King. Um, and let's go ahead and just talk about it real quick right now, even though I was going to talk about it later. Uh, the Finnish nationals were this weekend. And once again, Evelina, uh, Salonen and, uh, Henna Blumrus, they are really, really good. <laughs> They're 18 years old. They battled it out for first and second, just as you would expect. Uh, Evelina actually had the highest rated round of, the weekend with a 9.93 and henna's highest round was 9.81 they both finished with a 9.65 rated round four and henna won by eight wow and they're just really good and you know something i keep thinking about as i'm watching these young players is just how much i hope you know obviously this is like a captain obvious statement (laughs) we can continue to get more money and more opportunity in disc golf because we have some young players that can totally make a career of it and can be really, really, really good. And like multiple thousand rated women, I honestly believe that they're already out there. Uh, We just need the support for them. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of dream of maybe at some point having like a short all women's tour that we can get like really awesome funding for maybe and we can entice people like Evelina and Henna to come over because uh, yeah man Europe's got some really really good players right now uh, Christian Tatar has been playing awesome too so back to AM Worlds a uh, few other things of note man Deanne Donaldson had herself a heck of a tournament she had an ace I think in round two oh, wow. and she shot a 974 five in the semifinals in uh, route to a second place finish wow that's good no that's super great and i was keeping up with uh mostly instagram because that's how i follow disc golf yeah and innova just kept posting uh i kept following christine jenny and just seen her literally claw her way right up to lead card yeah i was kind of shocked to see where she was at you know after those first couple rounds but she shot, uh, let's see, what did she shoot? She shot a 979 in round five. And I think that was the highest rated round of the weekend. I might be wrong or of the week. Uh, but that 
she yeah, clawed her way back up to lead yeah. card, which is super cool. She's really good. Yeah. And I just kept following because she's like, I made it to chase card. Yeah. And then it was like, I made it to lead card. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is good. Yeah. Like, this is really fun. Awesome. Well, and it's, you know, it speaks to that mental side of the game, too, of being able to not, you know, give up oh, and sure. and all those things I love about disc golf. So really, really, really neat. Um, so shout outs to our other winners, too. April Gilliam, I hope I said your name right. I'm sorry. Won FA40. Uh, Jennifer Costa, man, this is cool. She won FA50 and she is PDGA number 3142. I'm pretty sure she has the lowest number yeah, out of any of the women. Uh, Innova Instagram things where she's like, I've been away for, I think, 22 years. That's so cool. And Or something similar like that. I might be adding. I'm yeah. sorry. That's okay. Uh, no, yeah, she's we been away for so long and she's like, I'm back. And yeah. she's back. That is so awesome. Good for her. And then Donna Stanley won FA60. So congratulations to all our new AM world champions. Um, it was neat to be able to follow along with the live scoring. And like you said, uh, Instagram, the PDGA was like just blowing it up, oh, which yeah. was cool. Uh, so that gave us a chance to kind of see what was going on. I know Terry was out there, the disc golf guy, um, and he posted some stuff. I'm sure he'll have some more stuff coming out. Um, I'm not sure if there were any like full rounds of anything. Um, but yeah, really, really, really good stuff. Sounds like it was a good time had by all. Uh, so on to, I thought we talked just really briefly about Idlewild because that happened since our last uh, podcast. That tournament was a little bit bananas. <laughs> you have this like crazy course and then this crazy weather um, on day one. I was kind of worried like uh, Tina Stenitis and Ella Widboom and some other people were doing live videos. I was like, I don't want to be there. <laughs> like, I saw raincoats and mud and I yeah. was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm okay here in this hundred degree weather. Yeah, right. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but it was kind of one of those special like disc golf moments on hole 18 of FPO round one where they were just like basically playing speed golf to try to get yeah. off the course as fast <laughs> as they could and they were all just like laughing oh man the commentary was really good all three days too and the first round was Madison Walker and Rebecca Cox who's man Rebecca Cox has been playing some really good disc golf oh, lately yeah. but she she said that she was glad that her hair was attached to her head which is Backed me up, man. Um, And yeah, so ultimately, Paige Pierce, super excited to see her win again. Um, It's been just a little bit of a minute uh, since she won a tournament, but she played, you know, played well. It's that course is a lot about just management and making your putts at the end of the day. Um, And I really, really like this the FPO players doing the commentary after the round kind of that quasi live thing that the pro tour is doing. I think it's just mm-hmm. getting better and better. I agree. I think the um, commentary duos are getting better and better. They're really fun. Um, I really, I again, I liked everybody. I thought did great. Uh, I think Sarah Hokum certainly has some really good natural commentating abilities. She and Holly Finley were a great team. And man, Missy Gannon and Paige Pierce that last round was really great. Everybody just kind of has a little bit different style and flavor, um, but it's been fun to hear from maybe some voices like uh, Missy and, and Holly and um, 
that we don't hear from as often and kind of getting their perspective has been really helpful to me just as a disc golfer because uh, they have a little bit different insights and like Paige is such I mean obviously Paige is a pro at like everything right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I really really actually I really like when Paige Pierce does commentating I think she does a really good job so yeah everyone survived the Idlewild Open that was great no, no one drowned. No one got tornadoed away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, like, speaking of my anxiety, I have, like, weather anxiety, too. I was, like, watching, like, man, I would be, like, just, like, I DNF, see you later. <laughs> like, just running. <laughs> That's not true. If I had paid all that money to get it, I probably would have sucked it up. But anyway. Um, yeah, that looks like a... Idlewild, I'll say, is a course that I would love to go play casually, but I have zero interest in playing the tournament at. <laughs> like, maybe someday when I am awesome or at disc golf, but... Yeah, in theory, it's nice. Right. In theory. Yeah. And then once you get there, you're like, mm, Yeah. No. Once you lose, like, four discs, yeah. it's like, maybe not. Maybe I'll just go to the nearest yeah. golf store and see <laughs> if I can buy a new disc. So we have a couple few A-tiers um, going on this weekend, and we're recording a little earlier than usual, so not everything's posted yet, but we can still talk about it a little bit, and I certainly will update everyone on my Facebook page and do shout-outs for our winners from the weekend. Uh, we already talked about the Finnish Nationals. That was certainly an A-tier. Uh, the Des Moines Challenge is going on in Des Moines, because that's how that works. <laughs> And Katrina Allen seemed to be running away with it a bit, um, but it was a really cool field. Some of our friends are up there, too, uh, competing in FPO, getting ready for uh, Worlds coming up. So excited to see kind of how that one all shakes out. Uh, then I'm don't I'm going to like not say this first name right either, but the Charlie Vettner Wendelmore Open. What, how did you think it's today? I thought it was Vittner. I'm sure you're right. Uh, so Paige Birkus, speaking of running away with it, uh, I believe won. I don't know if they did a finals or not. It hadn't posted. But she had a 1,001 rated round one. And oh, wow. Last I heard, 1,000 rated is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, Becca, it's, it's really good. I know. Did I say Paige Birkus right this time? I'm I'm sure that's how you say it. I feel Birkus. really bad because when we did the commentary for the Utah Open, I think I said it like, five different ways <laughs> anyway more importantly Paige is tearing it up man like I checked and she on like her little mini summer tour thing uh from school here she's only missed the cash once at the master's cup yeah and like I was saying when we were just having a conversation earlier I'm really happy to see her playing yeah. more yeah. because like when I first started I would watch old videos and they're yeah. mostly from Dee because that's who had fun yeah. to make videos yeah and you know, she looked like a great player. And then all of yeah. a sudden she just dropped out, which I guess school, school whatever, yeah, totally. you know, school. Yeah. So if you're listening, Paige, go for the touring thing. Do yeah. the thing. Be the disc golfer. Because, yeah, man, she's really good. Yeah, you are really, really good. Really fun to watch, too. Um, and we just, yeah, need to keep getting all that talent, more and more players in FPO. It's just going to keep growing. And it's really, really exciting to watch. And it's so, you know, again, so thankful that this season, if we think about the difference from last season to this season in the amount of women's disc golf that we are getting on YouTube, it's nuts. It's so much more uh, between the PDGA making the NTs a priority for women's coverage and then also the disc golf pro tour evolving mm -hmm. uh, as the season has progressed and now we're getting to watch full rounds. It's, it's great. 
Oh yeah. No, it, it is. It's fantastic to be able to type in FPO and right. things come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see full videos and, yeah. and tournaments. Um, you know, not to sound like I'm looking a gift mouse, a uh, gift horse in the mouth, Yeah. but I want more in the bag videos. Yeah. Like that's oh, one yeah. thing that I really want. And I do like that uh, DD has really stepped up there mm -hmm. in the bag videos. Yeah. But I want some more like women players on yeah. the dynamics. Uh, sorry, on the Discmania and sure. Nova side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think we'll, you know, keep seeing more and more of that empowered video. Shout out to them out of Washington um, State. I know she's continuing to make some cool videos. And I know she's got some in the bags, I think, too, yeah. uh, to I, check out. And yeah. And Infinite has been stepping in a bit. Yeah. Uh, definitely don't film outside on the driveway because I couldn't hear half the stuff that oh, was no. coming out of out of his <laughs> mouth. But, you know, um, it was fun nonetheless. Yeah. Just maybe not someone's driveway next yeah. time. Yeah. And we're dipping our toes into video a little bit here, too. Really excited. So go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ladies of the Chains. Hopefully we'll have some more good content out there. Uh, really excited about that. So... Cool. Good show, Lupe. Anything else you want to add? Any shout outs? Um, no, just really excited for the Raymore Rumble. And thanks, Maverick. You guys always put on a great event. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess that is a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Go Maverick. Go Maverick to Skull. Oh, and also to everyone else in Kansas City that's putting in tons and tons of yeah. work time to make sure that uh, Masters. Yeah, Masters Worlds. Yep. Pro Masters Worlds is coming up here really Looks, soon. Yeah, so. the Send It team is doing a great yeah. job up in Bad Rock. I just awesome. saw some of those pictures. Oh, cool. Great job, you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. You can support us through Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Shout out to DZ Discs, where the disc you see is the disc you get. Again, we want to do a listener-driven episode in a couple weeks, so please send us your questions, comments, discussion topics, random quotations, whatever, uh, to ladiesofthechains at gmail.com, or you can message us on Facebook or just leave a comment on our Facebook page. Thank you to Lupe for joining me. Thanks to Liz for that great phone call, and we'll see you back here in a couple weeks on Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast.